Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, wherever you may be and wherever you are listening to the program. This is Scott McCain. I'm so glad to have you here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for taking time to join us. Uh, We have 30 minutes to talk to you about personal and professional growth and what you need to do to improve and to grow your job and your life and your relationships and uh, the number of other things we're going to be talking about as we uh, proceed with the program today. So, Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to call in, the phone line is open and look forward to speaking with you. Here's the number that you need to call. It's area code 347-855-8312. 347-855-8312. We'd be thrilled if you would call. We will be here for 30 minutes this evening talking about personal and professional growth and some of the things that you need to do to attain a higher level of uh, achievement, of satisfaction, of the ability to to get what you want. You know, there's a great line that, that a lot of the uh, motivational speakers talk about, and they say that life is not only getting what you want, but wanting what you get. And that's certainly important. So as, as we try to take a look at moving forward in this changing and challenging world, and my goodness, with the way that the economy has been a part of what's been going on economically uh, throughout the world. Uh, we've seen what's been happening in London. We've seen what's been happening in the Middle East. We've seen all of these just changes of monumental scope globally. There are some unique opportunities right now, I think, for you individually and professionally and for your business to grow as perhaps never before. For the last three decades, I've been working with leading organizations around the world. I just got back from a fantastic, marvelous trip to Australia. Thank you for the folks that are there listening, and thank you for the folks that I had the chance to meet during the time that I was in Australia. Naturally, I've been traveling, as as you know, if you've been following the schedule, quite a bit recently in Asia as well. Looking forward to going back uh, to Singapore late November, early December. Going to be uh, going to Bangkok, going to be going to Kuala Lumpur again before the year is out. And on the table, we hope it works out, but on the table will be my first trip ever to China looking at going to uh, Beijing and Hong Kong. But as I've been traveling around the world and working with these leading organizations, one of the things that that, that has been so exciting about that is the uh, efforts on social media and new efforts that we have in terms of online learning. We'll be talking more about that before uh, we're done here in a few minutes. I've been delivering training programs to corporations, and and the, the great opportunity to meet with so many highly motivated professionals visionary leaders, and and one of the things I've been working on in reflecting uh, of the great corporations and the great leaders that I've had the opportunity to meet is what does it take to get better? What does it take to grow? Why do some people get there, some don't? What does it take to be able to take your business, and what does it take to be able to take your life to a higher level, to a better level? What does it take to take what you have right now and make it better? Some of you know from my background that uh, I was very involved at a young age in a a student organization called the Future Farmers of America, the FFA. It's where I learned public speaking. It's where I learned so many aspects of leadership. And uh, FFA, and and, and there was another organization in agriculture, and and still is, both very strong, 
called 4-H. And I always love 4-H's motto. 4-H said simply to make the best better. What do you do to find a way to improve? And it's not just good to grade. What it is is really taking a look at what can we do to improve? What can we do to take it to a higher level? What can we do to go to the next step? So what we're going to be doing in this program and, and some of the programs to follow is taking a look at personal and professional growth. Part of that growth will come through the ultimate customer experience that we've been talking about so much in previous programs, and that will certainly be a part of what we continue to examine here. But it's also a part of what we need to do to make our own lives better as we make our businesses better and our careers better. And so hopefully I can kind of be your coach and help take you and your organization not just to the next level, but to talk about the seven dimensions, the seven steps necessary that's going to help you create sustained and impactful growth that's going to stand the test of time. What I've tried to do as we've been researching this is to identify seven basic steps, seven keys, seven dimensions that are required for growth. How do you drive growth for the future? What do you do to take it to, to a higher level? And so growth, it seems to me, is determined by seven keys. We will walk through those keys as many as we can tonight. If we don't get through all of them tonight, uh, we'll jump into them on a, on a future broadcast and, and make certain that we get through those and provide you the opportunity to discover the seven keys of growth that we've discovered through the 30 years of, of research and 30 years of involvement with the leading organizations all over the world. I'm going to suggest to you the first way that you drive growth is how you show. Now, that might not be surprising, thinking that you're listening to the author of a book several years ago called All Business is Show Business. I'm going to suggest to you that in this attention deficit world, you've got to be able to attract attention before you ever deliver a message. So what's critically important here is to understand that growth and leadership and the ability to take it to the next level is, to a great degree, going to depend upon your ability to catch the attention of other people. What can you do to grab the attention of the audience that, that you seek to attract? So some of the things we're going to be talking about in the principle of show business is some of the very basic concepts of what all business and show business is all about, some of the very basic concepts of what it takes to grab attention. Now, what we understand is something, we'll talk about it called the, the Pygmalion effect. It's called that we encourage subconsciously what we expect. What we find from the Pygmalion effect, of course, is very basic and very simple, and that is we tend to encourage consciously and subconsciously those things that we expect. We make our expectations come true. It's also called the self-fulfilling prophecy. I think one of the things that happens when we start thinking about what will take us to a higher level is that often we sabotage ourselves. You know, we, 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 we are our own worst enemy sometimes because part of what we do is to say, oh, I can't make it or, oh, I can't do that or, oh, there's no way that I'm going to be able to, to take it to the next level because this is the level at which I've always been. And that's just not the case. If we expect that, we will encourage that and therefore we'll never be able to take it to a higher level. But once we start thinking that, yes, there are ways that we can improve, and yes, there are ways that we can grow, then we're going to find those ways to take it to a higher level. So what I want you to do as we're going through this key, these keys, and especially here this first one in terms of show and being able to grab attention, is not to limit your own progress simply because you, you haven't done it before. You may be thinking, well, my business isn't show business, and my growth isn't dependent upon attention, and that 
what you're doing is 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 self-talking yourself into not taking the steps necessary for growth. Somebody once said, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. And I think that's a lie. If you keep doing what you've always got, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get less than what you had in the past. Let me repeat that. If you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get less than what you've had in the past. Here's the reason why. It's so much more competitive now than it's ever been before. It's so much more challenging now than it's ever been before. What you're going to find is that if you keep repeating what you've always done, because the competition is getting tougher, because the world is getting more challenging, because there's more global competition, for all of those reasons, what you're going to find is if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get less than what you had in the past. And therefore, what we have to do are to find ways that we can grow and that we can improve and that we can get better. So let's get back to that first key, how you show. I said in the book, All Business is Show Business, that the purpose of any business, the purpose of what you do, is to properly create experiences so compelling to customers that their loyalty becomes assured. In other words, when, when you find a way to duplicate what show business does, in other words, when show business is successful, whether it's a movie or a television show or a book or a play, when show business is successful, here's the critical factor. It creates a powerful emotional bond with the audience. In other words, when you sit in a movie theater, and let's use movies as an example, when you sit in a movie theater and you feel a connection with those characters on the screen, now all of a sudden show business has done something incredible. It has created this emotional bond. It has reached out from the screen, and, and it's, it's, it's grabbed you as you sit there in the seat, and it's found a way to make a, a thrilling and, and compelling connection with you, even though all you're doing is, is, is sitting in the audience as an observer. Now, I don't know about you, but, but when I watch some of my all-time favorite movies, I, I notice something really important, <laughs> and that is that the, the emotional outcome varies based upon the movie. In other words, if, if I go see Hangover 2, the emotional impact of that is laughter, right? It's fun. It's enjoyment. If, if I watch, uh, pop in the DVD of the old movie, The Exorcist, I find myself scared to death all over again. Now, notice the emotional response varies based upon the product or the business or the service, right? So, in other words, if you have a funeral home, the, the, the response that you're looking for from your audience, to say the least, is very, very different than what, you had, than what you'd have if you're Apple, for example. But, but the process, the, the, the basic tenet of this, the basic fundamental value of this is still exactly, exactly the same. What you're trying to do is to create a compelling emotional experience with your audience. And so when, when you find a way to make your audience go, wow, when you find a way to, to connect with your audience in a way that they respond, now all of a sudden you've made an incredible, incredible difference. Now, part of the reason that this is so important is because the benchmark is rising so rapidly in business throughout the world. Now, you know, back in the 70s, if, if you're old enough to remember way back in the, you know, in the 1970s, what we found was that the, the, the Japanese car manufacturers came to America, and what did they do? They, they basically took over the car business because what happened? Well, by most evaluations, they made a higher quality car, right? And, and so because they made a higher quality product, 
What happened? Well, they kind of kicked Detroit in the tail. But then what happened next? Well, Detroit went to work, and they re-engineered the cars, and they met newer, higher customer demands. They've done such a great job that now most studies say that American and foreign cars are approximately equal in terms of product quality. Now, now think about what customers did at that specific point right then. What did they do? Did, did we as customers of, of car manufacturers go, wow, that's great. Every manufacturer now has quality products, so we're not going to ask you for anything else. <laughs> no, of course not. Customers didn't do that. Instead, we raised our level of expectations once again. Now, whether it's for what the people in the automotive business wanted to have happen or not is absolutely irrelevant. Customers raised the benchmark for them. So customers then started saying, okay, now we've got a higher quality product. Now we want better service. So then service became the name of the game in the automotive industry. Car dealers started to stay open later. There's a Chevrolet dealership near where I live here in Indianapolis where the service bays are open until midnight. So customers now see an effort. At that point, they were seeing an effort in terms of enhancing the level of service from the manufacturer and the dealership. Roadside assistance, for example, and OnStar and GM, things like that. Those things happened because the customers had raised the bar. So, in other words, to show, to grab attention, what they had to do was to respond to that in the customer demand. Well, now we, we're on the point of a new revolution in business. I think revolution is the right word. Most customers are assuming in your business that you have a quality product. Otherwise, you wouldn't still be in business in these changing times. And if you don't have decent service, then you're probably not long for this world either. There's going to, there's going to have to be a way where, where you find a way to connect through service as well. Now what customers are saying is good isn't good enough. They've been, they've been raised in a culture where they expect to be entertained as they're being served and informed and trained and employed and sold. This emotional bonding, this connection, this show as one of the keys of growth is truly a fundamental point. So what you've got to do is to be able to connect with customers and connect in a way that grabs attention. That is show. That is one of the seven keys that we're talking about. By the way, Megatrend's author John Nesbitt said in an issue of his trend letter, a subscription update that he sends out this, and I'm going to put this in quotes here, quote, want to sell, train, manage, motivate? First, you must entertain. In today's world of change, entertainment is now assumed to be an integral factor in everyday life. Now, let me say that again. Entertainment is now assumed to be an integral factor in everyday life. So what that means is that we are now competing against whether it is uh, radio shows on the Internet, or whether it is uh, movies we can download onto our uh, smartphones and our tablets and, and into, you know, it, it's incredible. Uh, I downloaded today, Cinemax has a new app on the iPhone. So movies that are on Cinemax that I don't get a chance to see because they're playing during the day, right? I can watch it anytime I want on my iPad or on my iPhone. It's absolutely incredible. We are bombarded with entertainment. Now, if you want to grow, Part of what you've got to do is to understand how you gain the attention of, of people who can assist you in your advancement. None of us are going to be able to grow in and of ourselves. None of us are going to be able to grow alone. What we're going to have to do is to find partners, find mentors, find people who are able to assist us, connect us, 
uh, network with us, uh, follow us, friend us, all of those kinds of things that are critically important. If you can't grab their attention, there's no reason for them to invest in you. Harvard Business Review wrote a while back in a recent article that, quote, the corporation is primarily a stage upon which you showcase for your customers and your employees and your prospects. So what we're going to do is to talk about how some of this show business aspect works and, and what you do to make that happen. By the way, I want to mention again, if you'd like to call in with a question or if you'd like to chime in with a thought about this particular key to growth, the guest call-in number is area code 347-855-8312. 347-855-8312, our number to call in. would love to have you call and, uh, and check in with us here on Blog Talk Radio. Now, one of the seven keys we said is how you show. Let me give you another one of the seven keys. We'll put these together, and that's going to be how you stand out. What makes you unique? What differentiates you in the marketplace? Being a commodity or being generic is not a driver in today's world for growth. And so whether we're talking about your business or whether we're talking about you individually, how you stand out will make a critical difference. Notice it's very difficult to stand out from the pack unless you are able to show and grab attention to, to what you're talking about. So let, let's, let's think about this for a minute. And I want to get back to the show point. And, and obviously, we're going to dwell on this most of the time here this evening. And, and then we'll go beyond that in future shows and talk about the other keys. But this is really critical because a lot of times we think of this as being frivolous. But the old cliche in Hollywood is they don't call it show art. They call it show business. Think of some of the leading-edge mergers that have taken place in corporate America. It's, it's multinational conglomerates combining in the entertainment sector. Think of the global attention uh, in a negative way that's been paid to Rupert Murdoch and what's been going on with his empire in England, all the things happening there. And so entertainment and, and, and all of this has become a leading-edge industry. Business Week magazine wrote a while back that the pioneering technological research formally done for the Department of Defense, for the Star Wars Missile Project, and programs like that are now being done for companies like Pixar and, and, and other entertainment-type companies to improve special effects. Where agriculture formerly was our only hope for balancing the trade deficit, the entertainment industry now provides an enormous percentage of our exports. And so entertainment is, is big business. Uh, Retail Marketing Institute released a study by the America's Group research firm. Uh, Britt Beamer is the CEO there. And if you get a chance to read anything that he's written, it's, it's really fantastic, very visionary. The, the amazing finding produced by this study was, in essence, that over 70% of customers say that they would go someplace else to make a purchase if it was more fun to do business elsewhere. Now, does that statistic shock you? It shocked me quite a bit. More fun. Well, what about all those products we worked so hard to engineer? What about those employees that we spent millions of dollars to train? What about all those things that, you know, I learned in business school or management training that was supposed to make me better so that I could make a difference to my customer and therefore make a difference to the business? Well, think about how critical that is. Now, before we talk about what the statistic means, let, let me emphasize what it does not mean. It does not mean when I'm saying that one of the seven keys to growth is how you show, it doesn't mean you need to be a stand-up comedian. What, what it means is that instead of looking for a floor show, whether it's customers or colleagues or whether it's people that can help you grow yourself professionally or whether it's the people that you're 
having personal relationships with, whatever. They're not looking for a floor show. We're not talking about balloons and costume characters. What it means is that that what we want is that connection, that difference, that enjoyment. The atmosphere of enjoyment is incredibly important, and how you have that charisma and how you attract people to you, how you attract people to your organization is, is really critical. Let me, let me share an idea that I'm working on as, as a part of the efforts in terms of growth here, and, and that is when we talk about sales, sales should not be something we pursue as much as they are transactions we attract. Sales are not transactions we pursue as much as they become transactions that we attract. And by attracting, it means that we are creating this atmosphere of connectivity. We are creating this aura of enjoyment. All of these are incredibly important for customers. By the way, they're important for employees as well. Studies suggest 74% of employees state they would quit where they're currently working and go someplace else with another organization if it was more fun to work elsewhere. Think about that for a minute in terms of employee retention, in terms of the importance of, of, of keeping your customers happy. Uh, all of that, you know, part of keeping your customers happy is keeping your employees happy. How do you do that? Well, you've got to have an enjoyable place to work. All of this becomes critically, critically uh, important. I, I noticed that Tom Peters uh, in his body of work becomes a, a great example of this. His first book, of course, uh, In Search of Excellence, and then later he was in pursuit of wow. So what we find is that all of this becomes critically important. Let, let, let me ask you to do a little exercise with me here. Let's say you're being chosen to go on a trip to Mars, and you're going to be confined to a spacecraft for the next, what would it, I think I've heard him say six months, the, the, the journey there. Okay, so you're going you're gonna to be confined to a spacecraft for six months, and they're going to give you enough space on your iPad that you can put four movies in there, four feature films. But you would have to watch these four films over and over again for the next six months. Now, what four movies would they be? What four movies would you choose to take with you on a trip to Mars? <laughs> I know that sounds kind of silly, but, but here's the reason I ask that. As you write those movies down, as you think about what those four movies would be, consider this. They would be movies that would create an emotional response. You wouldn't take a movie that you didn't care about. You'd take a movie that made you laugh or that made you cry or that made you remember something of importance to you or that made you feel in some particular compelling kind of way. And so what we would do is to take movies that have meaning. Now, when you think about it, if we look at the companies whose growth that we would like to match, led by executives whose growth we would like to attain, think about the visionary organizations. For example, uh, if you ask yourself, what is Nike's business? Well, people from the old style of business thinking would probably say Nike's business is shoe business, or no, not, not like Ed Sullivan uh, shoe business, uh, if, you, if you're old enough to remember the Ed Sullivan show. It, it, it's show business. Now, my, Nike's business is not just sports apparel. It's not just athletic equipment. Nike's business, I'm going to suggest to you, is a lifestyle business. It's, it's, it's a franchise, the swoop and the logo and all of that that has, has, has grabbed our attention, that meets the first key to growth of show, uh, is, is, is a franchise. Now, I don't mean a franchise like a restaurant or cleaning service you franchise to other entrepreneurs. 
It's how you establish the growth to the point that you become the type of business or the type of person or the type of professional that really is ingrained in the psychology of your audience. Nike qualifies as one of their businesses. It's not shoes. It's lifestyle. It's show business, same as Starbucks and Disney and Apple. They, organizations like this understand that there is a huge gulf between being effective and being persuasive. Now, that's an important aspect of this growth as well. I've seen so much business literature, whether it's newsletters, books, articles, e-zines, all on and on and on, about becoming a more effective executive manager, organization, person. Uh, organizations have to become more effective and efficient. And I certainly need growth in the areas of organization and efficiency and, and getting better there. But it, as customers and as friends and as people, we want to be around organizations that are growing, and we want to be around people that are growing, and those organizations aren't as effective as they are persuasive. They're persuasive. They're dynamic. They're amazing. So the manner in which you show, the manner in which you grab attention has to shift from being effective in terms of how you communicate to being persuasive in terms of how you communicate. Now, show business certainly understands. The only way to get you to spend money on a movie is to find a way to persuade you to go to the theater, put your tail into the seat, and dole out your hard-earned cash. So an effective advertisement tells you merely what the movie is about, but it doesn't move you to get up and go to the theater. A persuasive advertisement, for example, generates word of mouth, gets people talking about the product, gets the seat of your pants into the seat of the chair, it creates an emotional bonding between the movie, which is the product, and the audience, which is the customer. So we're going to talk more at future programs about how you become more persuasive, but how that becomes a critical and important part of the show. Now, notice we mentioned earlier, too, the critical nature of standing out. It's what makes you unique. It's what differentiates you in the marketplace. It means that you are not a commodity. You don't just blend in. To grow, you can't be a generic. You've got to find a way to stand out. If you'd like more strategies uh, when it comes to that, uh, I, I have a new program that's out on DVD. Uh, I, I very seldom mention things that I, I am offering for sale on these programs, but I, I want you to take a look at it uh, because to not tell you about it is a disservice as well. So if you go to seminarsondvd.com, you'll see uh, an hour-and-a-half program. It's absolutely brand new. It's just out. And for the first 25 listeners who go to seminars on DVD and send me the receipt at info, I-N-F-O, info at Scott McCain, M-C-K-A-I-N.com, I will personally sign a book to you. Just tell me which one of my three books that you would like. Also, we have a brand-new mini-book that just came out at the National Speakers Association Convention. I'll sign that and send that to you as well as my personal thank you for you going to the folks at seminarsondvd.com and, and taking a look and, and if you decide to get the program. But here, for free, we're going to offer more information on, on information that's not in that seminar on DVD. It's on the seven keys of personal and professional growth. Tonight, we've talked about a couple of them, how you show and how you stand out. We're going to get into more detail of the specific things you need to do to show and the specific things you need to do to stand out in a future show. We're going to be on Blog Talk Radio here much more frequently in the future, and uh, you'll be able to uh, listen live. You'll be able to call in live on any of the shows. Also, you'll be able to download the podcast from iTunes as well. 
and we'll be uploading this to the Scott McCain channel on live365.com as well, so you'll have access to this information free and in a, in a, in a that will wrap us up for this evening, but I really thank you for uh, being with us. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in, and I look forward to talking with you more very soon about this important topic, the seven keys to personal and professional growth. This is Scott McCain from Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us. I'll be tweeting the next time that we're on of the next program. It'll be coming soon. Thanks so much. Have a great week. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.